everybody. This is a Myth and Monsters episode. It is episode four of Myth and Monsters, but it is episode 22.5. We're into the 22s now. That's a lot. That is a lot. And my topic is going to be about the chupacabra. Nice. Mine is about the hauntings of Lake Lanier. Oh, that's close by to us. I'm excited about that. Yeah, um, I had mentioned Chupacabra in one of our episodes. And so I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I want to know more about what that is. So do you know what uh, more about what that is? Yes. Okay, I'll go first. So what is a Chupacabra? It literally means goat sucker. (laughs) I don't like that. It was first reported in Puerto Rico, and so chupacabra actually means goat sucker. Yeah. Um, the, the first attack that actually was said to be by a chupacabra was in 1995 in Puerto Rico when eight sheep were discovered dead, each with three puncture wounds in the chest area and reportedly drained of blood. Did you say 1995? 1995. That's so recent. It is. It's the first time that something was actually attributed to the chupacabra. There had been incidents prior to that, but they hadn't come up with a name name for it until 1995. Okay. So the roots are in Latin America, but the stories have since spread to the rest of the world. So the physical descriptions, it is there. These vary. It's said to be reptile-like. It is said to have leathery or scaly greenish skin and sharp spines or quills running down its back. It is said to be approximately three to four feet high. It stands and hops in a fashion similar to a kangaroo. So yeah, on on two legs. And then also it's said to be on four legs. The, The variations of the descriptions have changed. Yeah. Um, some say it looks kind of like a wild dog. It's hairless, but it has that pronounced rib cage with, it's got the spikes that come out. Yeah. Um, some say it has unusually pronounced eye sockets. It's got fangs and claws and the three, you know, the three prongs that they're talking about where the blood was sucked from is sometimes said to be the fangs and sometimes said to be the claws. Okay. It is a heavy creature about the size of a small bear. Eyewitnesses, some eyewitnesses, report a strong, unpleasant sulfur-type odor, while others say that it has no smell, which sulfur, we all know, is associated with demons Demons. hellfire and brimstone and that kind of thing. Yeah. Some say its skin is similar to a frog's, that it's green in color and has mottled specks. And then others say its appearance is like a furry lizard. Ew. <laughs> so Why? totally very varying descriptions of what this is. Yeah. So what it supposedly does is drain all of an animal's blood and sometimes their organs, but leaves the body. And it's usually through these three holes in the shape of a downwards triangle, sometimes in their neck and sometimes in their chest. Which, if you've ever seen pictures of a wolf attacking a sheep, yeah. they do. They go for the jugular. They go for the, you know, right. so it would make sense that they're, but the downward 
triangle is odd because wolves have symmetrical teeth. So right. So it it um, the the first spotting of this was 1995. It was a woman named Madeline Tolentino, and she reported seeing it in the Puerto Rican town of Canovanas. And then at the night that she saw it, 150 farm animals and pets were reportedly killed. Did they all have, like, were they all drained of blood? Supposedly, they were all drained of blood. That's insane. Very crazy. So it came uh, known as a vampire-like creature that sucks blood. Yeah. Well, the goat sucker. <laughs> the, the goat sucker. Although it wasn't just goats. It was other things. Lots well. of things. Yeah. Gross. It has now been seen all the way up to Maine in the United States. It's been seen in India. Oh. Other countries, like it's jumping countries. Yeah, interesting. It's not like it could have gotten on a plane and flown, so I don't know. You know, we yeah. were talking about tulpas in our last myth and monsters. It makes you wonder if people are Like they hear these the story and, and believe and then, it. And, yeah, mm -hmm. interesting. Just, yeah, it is interesting. In 1996, by 1996, reports of the chupacabra attacks were widespread. There were some in Miami, some in Texas. There were several in Texas. And in 2017, there were a bunch in, in Texas that I think there was actually even a picture supposedly taken of one. And, you know, it was posted on Facebook. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's a wolf. Oh, it's, it's a hyena. Oh, it's this and that. Right. But there was an actual picture posted. It kind of, the description sounds kind of like a hairless hyena. It, it, it was like, has no hair, but that gray. That, I mean, it could be like a, like a coyote with mange. That's exactly what has now been said. That, oh, okay. that, that's now been debunked, supposedly. That particular Texas one, anyway, has been debunked. Gotcha. Um, in 2007, in June, a naturopathic doctor and hunter had just returned from Cuero, from Africa, and she had seen all kinds of odd things. I'm not sure what a naturopathic doctor is, but she said she had never seen anything like this. It was a hairless canine feature with a blue-gray flesh and bony limbs, and she said after it showed up that their chickens were drained of blood. And it came back and did it again. That's crazy. The draining blood thing is what gets me. Because, like, if you have a coyote, the coyote, like, if a coyote takes the chicken, it's going to rip it apart and eat it. That's right. It's not so just, just draining drain blood. the blood and leaving the body is an odd, odd thing. Yeah. So this creature in Texas was apparently hit by a car. And yeah. so they actually had a body. Oh, and they did DNA on it, and supposedly, now there's two varying stories on what happened with this DNA. One okay. story is that the DNA said it was a wild dog that had mange. Yeah. And that's what makes it hairless. That's what, ha the hair falls yeah. out, and it leaves that gray undercoat that is just shiny skin. Right. Um, and so that's what officials now say that this chupacabra is. It's nothing more than just an animal with mange. Yeah. But believers are not satisfied with that because of the draining of the blood, which is uncharacteristic of a dog or a wild animal. If they're going to kill an animal, they're going to eat the animal. Right. Yeah. At least tear it apart and rip out parts of it. They're not just going to drain the blood with three little prongs. 
Right. And it's also not like, cause you haven't mentioned if the blood is still there. Like it's not like pooled on the ground. It's yeah. Just, it's gone. It, yeah. And yeah. coyotes don't just drink blood like a vampire. Mm-hmm. Like even if they just like bit the throat, like there would still like, it's that, no, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um, also believers say that the characteristics don't match that of a wild dog. They say it has a tail like a rat, the spines on the back, um, that it, it might be reasonable to a say, oh, there was one, you know, an aberrant deformed creature, but to have them seen from Maine all the way into, you know, right. to Puerto Rico, to Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. That very odd. Then, of course, there's the theory that the chupacabra are aliens because you've got the... <laughs> The green, the, the gray skin and the big dark eyes, which, you know, we all associate with the, the aliens from, right. uh, where was that area? 51. Right. So interesting, but supposedly this has all been debunked that it's now just considered any of these attacks are now considered to be just animals with mange. So okay. you've got true believers who say, no, they're, they're there. And then you've got science that's saying, it's just dogs. Yeah, that's that's so weird though. The I'm I'm more likely to believe that it's an animal with mange. Um, mm-hmm. I used to work in wildlife disease. I know what they look like. They do look pretty pretty insane and and all that kind of stuff. But the draining of the blood is what gets me here. I don't understand that part mm-hmm. because you know a coy- like you said a coyote or something like that is going to eat it or at least like rip it apart or it'll go well, for the throat. And- and this one in 1995, it was 150 animals that were killed. No animal, yeah, no. they kill when they're hungry and they Except eat until cat. they're full. Yeah, 150 of them Yeah, drained of blood. Yeah, that's insane. I don't, yeah, that's very strange. So I was trying to come up with ways to use this in a urban fantasy book, which I think there's any numerous things you can do, but I was thinking... A vampire dog. Yeah. Um, I was trying to find Supernatural always has this kind of stuff. And so I was like, surely Supernatural had an episode about the Chupacabra and they did not, but it was mentioned in three different episodes. Just ah, offhandedly. Okay. Yeah. It was like, yeah. oh, so and so is down in Mexico um chasing a chupacabra, that yeah. kind of thing. But I mean, I feel was- like you could have it be like a um, I mean, not a vampire necessarily, but also kind of, because it's going after the blood, so it could be like a vampire type situation. What like if a- it's a vampire's dog? What if <laughs> vampirism is an actual disease and it's transferred to the dog? Or what if the dog is given it to the humans? Right. Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't know. Could it, it, I mean, you could do it as, it could be a curse, uh, some kind of vampire spinoff. There, there are hundreds of grade B chupacabra movies oh, yeah. out there yeah um there was one in 2005 called chupacabra chupacabra terror where they captured the chupacabra but they brought it onto a ship and of course it gets loose oh, and classic. yeah it kills everybody there's one called blood of the chupacabras which was 2003 where these people were following the treasure map and it takes them to a cave and of course there's the chupacabra there oh, that kind of thing I haven't seen anything that has been really good. Yeah. With the I feel like it would be difficult to use uh, in a non-grade B way. I, I think it would have to be a twist. 
Like, I love the idea that it's a vampire's dog. Yeah. I mean, how yeah. funny is that? That could be. It would be fun also. Like, say that you have a main character who's not necessarily a vampire, but just like whatever. And he lives in Texas and maybe he works close to a ranch or something like that. And he goes to this ranch to visit the owner. And the owner's like, oh, you know, I've, I've had a lot of animals die recently. It's just so weird. We think it's a coyote, but it's, it's so strange. The blood is drained. And so this main character is like, hey, I'll check it out for you because of like whatever they do. I don't, I don't know. And they find this chupacabra and it's actually like a creature with like razorback and like all that kind of stuff. And he decides to take it as his dog. <laughs> <laughs> the pet I chupacabra. <laughs> yeah. And then now he has a pet chupacabra. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, you know, you've got the demon dogs and things. Is, it, is this a demon dog from hell that escaped? Right. Which they yeah. did have a lot of episodes about those on Supernatural. Hellhounds. The yeah. hellhounds, yeah. Yeah. I mean, is it really a hellhound? Is it something that has escaped from hell and has to be caught and taken back? There's all kinds of things that it can yeah. be. That makes me think of Winona Earp. You know, she's <laughs> got to go and catch the hellhound from hell, the, the chupacabra. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that you can do with it. It's interesting, and I find it fascinating that it's been reported in so many different areas, but after doing the Tulpa episode, I'm not surprised. People think they see things and automatically, oh, it's the, it's the chupacabra, but what if it is? I mean, what, you know, we don't know. Right, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, Bigfoot's all over the place now, too. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, interesting. So that's what I've got, yeah. Very cool. No, that I, th I feel like there there are certain things that you could do with the chupacabra and urban fantasies that would be either highly entertaining or highly disturbing. Yeah, <laughs> so, I think so too. I think there's a, there's a use for it. I think so too. Well, would you like to hear about some hauntings on a lake? I would, especially since it's like thirty miles from here. Yes. Yeah. So. Lake Lanier is a is it's the biggest lake in Georgia. It's about sixty miles north of north of Atlanta, uh, and it had it, it's bordered on like five different counties. So it is massive. It was built in nineteen fifty seven by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, and it's man made. Um, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either. I thought that was super cool. As I was researching this, I was like, you know, I've lived close to this lake. I've been to this lake. All I had no idea. Life, you've lived lake. close to it. Yeah. Yeah, so it was built in 1957, um, and it was created to manage navigation and flood control from the Chattahoochee River um, and to supply water for Atlanta residents. There are some noteworthy facts to bring up uh, about how it was built and why it has its haunted reputation. During the five years that it took for the lake to fill to its intended water levels, the U.S. government purchased more than 50,000 acres of farmland, um, which ultimately displaced more than 250 families. 15 businesses, and relocated 20 cemeteries along with corpses in the process. Ooh. Yeah. So many of the buildings and roads that were flooded out during the lake's creation were actually left as is. So along the lake's bottom, you can still find towns complete with roads, uh, walls, and houses intact like an abandoned ghost town immersed in water. Oh my yeah. god. I didn't know any of this. That and is I was so like, creepy. I was like, no way, because I was looking up urban legends, and I was like, oh, one in Georgia would be really cool. So, like, I looked up Georgia, and all of them were, like, Lake Lanier is haunted. And so I was like, why? Like, I've been there so many times. It's like yeah. a party lake. We've camped on it. Yeah, and people go there to party all the time and, like, all that kind of stuff. So I had no idea there was, like, a town down there, like, roads and, like, that kind of stuff. 
Um, but I looked up multiple sources and like they all say this. So I was like, that's insane. So a handful of grave sites have been submerged according to a report from Newsweek, uh, further fueling suspicions from locals that the lake could be haunted. There's a quote from a local driver and he was like, you know, you reach out into the dark and you feel an arm or a leg in the water and it doesn't move. And like multiple people have like reported this and, you know, they feel like hands grabbing at them or like yeah. in the water. Yeah. And then like, there's nothing there. And so he's like, you know, that's a little unnerving. It's a little creepy. I think it's unnerving. unnerving. He's like, quote unquote creepy. Um, I would agree. So since the lake's opening, an estimated 675 people have died in the lake. Um, and not all of the bodies have been found. One of the most prevalent ghostly tales in the area is of a lady in blue wandering up and down the bridge of Dawsonville Highway just outside of Gainesville. I did not write down her name, I should have, because they found out who they think it was. Um, and it was this woman whose car was driven into the lake um, and they found her body and got her, and it was a woman in a blue dress. And, but apparently people see her walking along that bridge and some of the tales, like some of the stories say that she doesn't have hands. Um, no. Yeah. No, it's creepy. I didn't know any of this, and we lived so close to it. We do, and we've camped on that lake. We've gone fishing in that lake. It's insane. There's another story about a woman named Agnes, and apparently she was like a music-loving piano player who lived in Wilkes Hall in the 1900s. Um, she fell in love with her piano teacher, uh, but following winter break, she returns to school to, dis to discover that her teacher has been betrothed to someone else so she kills herself oh. and now some nights you can hear piano music playing in the hall did so she kill herself in the lake she didn't it's very close to the lake it's in um it's in Gainesville and so I think that like, hall is she didn't drown herself in the lake or anything no 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 nothing like that but you can apparently go to it's Pierce Auditorium and you can hear music piano music playing in this space when there's no one there playing Creepy. Yeah. And then there's one last story where in 1903, there was a deadly tornado that came through in a town that is on, um, on the lake and 88 people were killed and some people still claim to see ghosts to this day. Oh, wow. So yeah, that's insane. I feel, and that's, and that's all the ghost stories that I can find about it. Um, a lot of people say like, oh, well, the reason that there are so many deaths on this lake or because, you know, it's a party lake, people go swimming and they're drinking or go yeah. boating and you're drinking and so like you're more yeah. likely to fall in and drown but there are a lot of other deaths that have occurred in this lake that are not associated with its party reputation um so a lot of people are like well it's because it's haunted so yeah I think yeah. this kind of 600 yeah. and something deaths since when did you say 1957 yeah that's that's a lot of deaths it's a lot of deaths wow yeah it was 675 so that's did, almost 700. Does that count the deaths from the tornado or is that not including that? I don't think so because it says since the lake's opening an estimated 675 people have died in the lake. In um, the that lake. tornado was in 1903. Oh wow. The tornado, I mean the tornado was in 1903 and then the lake was built in 1957. Oh yeah. So. Oh that's creepy. Can you imagine is. going diving down there and seeing a whole town just there under the water i kind of want to just because like that's so crazy i didn't know that stuff was down there i didn't either 
I had no idea. You know, and then you always hear the stories of they supposedly moved the bodies from the graveyard, but didn't really move because it was too much, too expensive. Right. Yeah. So they could That's still the be whole there. Po poltergeist, uh, the original movie poltergeist theory. It's insane. It's crazy. Oh, so, wow. yeah, I thought that was super interesting. One, because it's really close to home. Um, we've been to that lake, like you said, we've camped on it and fished on it yeah. and hung out in it, whatever. Yeah, you, you fished on it. You've, I've got a picture of you catching a fish on it. I know. And then also, like, I had no idea about its history. I didn't know it was man-made. I didn't know any of this information. Um, so I thought it was really cool to, uh, to, to do this one. And I think it could be, um, interesting to use in an urban fantasy. You can use any of this kind of history. Um, I mean, if there's a town down there and there were people who were moved out of their homes there and say that there are cemeteries there, if you've got a character who can see ghosts, then, you know, if they go to the lake and they see a bunch of ghosts. How weird would it be to be from the point of view of one of the ghosts living in the town still under the water? That would be insane. That'd be so crazy. That would be weird. Go write that. <laughs> <laughs> one of our listeners can write that. No, fair enough. <laughs> But yeah, Supernatural uses a lot of urban legends like this, like the Lady in White. Um, yes. You know, I'm not sure about later episodes. I know the early early seasons use a lot of like ghost stories and, and that kind of I thing. I thought about doing the Lady in White as yeah. one of these, which maybe we will. Yeah, it's a, it's a very popular story, so mm -hmm. probably could. Um, but yeah, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was really interesting. I loved it. Yeah. I didn't even know, and it's like you said, about 60 miles from here, not even. Right. Yeah, I had no idea either. Very cool. cool. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. That was our Myth and Monsters episode. Episode four. Four. Five. Episode <laughs> four. <laughs> and we awesome. will see you next time. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye.